Welcome to another episode of the Good Spire Podcast. I'm your host, Jarrell Liner, and each week we bring you insightful dialogue with amazing people about the mindset it takes to become the best version of yourself. So if you're ready, open up your heart and mind to receive, and let's dive in. I'm your host, Darrell Liner, and today we are going to be conversating with Vera Fincher Johnson, who I must say is my mother as well. Uh, so definitely appreciate you, you taking time today to, to allow us to speak with you. And uh, before we get started, I just want you to kind of give some, some information or insight in regards to you and, and the person that you are. Uh, well, I'm not sure exactly what you're looking for, but, you know, as you Your stated, career, yeah. Okay. I um, was raised in a small rural town in uh, Alabama, in Mobile County, Alabama. I attended um, Alabama A&M University and received my bachelor's degree, and I attended Nova Southeastern University and received uh, my MBA. Um, I am a career human resources professional. Also, a certified professional in compensation, and I served as the uh, vice president of human resources or vice president of organizational effectiveness for a renewable energy company. Um, And I ended my career when I retired from the same renewable energy company. Awesome. <clears throat> Sounds like you had an amazing career. You did achieve what a lot of people strive in regards to getting to the level that you did. And the way I want to open up is for you to kind of do a little reflection and, and let me know what you think was the number one characteristic that you have internally that ultimately led to your success. Well, my primary characteristic um that is embedded in me as a as an individual is my faith, and that faith permeates every area of my being. And I know that without a doubt, I would not have been successful without my faith in God. Mm-hmm. And because of that faith and because of my awareness of the word, I always had or took on a spirit of excellence um, in my work. And the word says that God would bless what you put your hands to. So whatever type of work I was doing at the time, I always asked for guidance. I always asked or wisdom and discernment to know what to do and how to do it. And there were many instances where I had no idea which direction to go in. But I feel that God led me in the right direction to make the right choices, the right decisions. I freely shared my faith throughout my career. And I I believe that is what I mean that is what I would attribute my success. Awesome. Now, in regards to faith, I know that any type of faith, if we're speaking spiritually, um, there's a a practice that takes place, right? You have to 
every day renew that faith, renew um, your belief, so to speak. So for you, were there like daily routines or practices or habits that you had during your career that really helped you sustain that level of faith that you had? Daily practices is surrender. <laughs> surrender to God, you know. That's hard to, hard to do. Well, you know, it, it has to become a way of life. We're not in control of anything. I don't care what we think. <laughs> um, God's in control of everything. Right. And recognizing that, um, think, you know, so many things just happen. Mm-hmm. And and it just happened and you have to deal with them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there were, you know, crisis situations that I uh, endured in my life. Obviously, there were situations where you recognize that, uh, there's people working against you. There's mm-hmm. there's uh, things happening in your life that are not positive. But keeping a positive mindset and recognizing that no matter what happens, you're going to make it through. If it doesn't kill you, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to make it through it. And, yeah, and, and, and just keep keep placing one foot in front of the other and keep getting up every morning and never giving up. Never giving up. You, you. That's we'll talk yeah. about that later, but that's that's a key thing you said. Never give up. Mm-hmm. And you know, to dive deeper in that, um, I guess more definition in regards to like your daily kind of things that you did. Like, did you have a routine or the, like habits? Like, you know, some people get up and work out every morning. They meditate. Or, like, is there something that you did to help you stay centered on a daily basis? Well, yeah, I would pray. I, you know, uh, I would get up and pray and sometimes driving to work. Uh, I would pray on the way to work. I listen to gospel music on the way to work. I would get my mind set on, uh, positive things, mm-hmm. uh, joy, um, the things that I knew I was going to need, uh, going into the lion's den every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as I mentioned it, it, in my career as vice president, I was the only female and the only African American in a room full of white men, mm-hmm. uh, and and I was the only, you know, the only one on the executive board. And being the only female and the only minority, as I could see it, mm-hmm. um, obviously they they could see the different types of minorities because of the ethnicity. Um, but which to I was, be clear is not necessarily about race. It's not necessarily about race. We had uh, we had someone from like China. Mm-hmm. We had someone from Australia. We had someone from Scotland. We had someone from Spain. Uh, but to me, they were all white men. Yeah. But exactly. they thought it was a a diverse uh, executive board. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I look at them, like, you're all white men. So I see no diversity except for me. Mm-hmm. But um, just just having the right mindset, not being afraid. I was never afraid mm-hmm. of, uh, of that position. Mm-hmm. I was never afraid that of what might happen. I wasn't afraid because I was the only one. I wasn't afraid that because... Um, of anything, actually, mm-hmm. you know, I always had the mindset that I am just as knowledgeable as they are, and mm-hmm. in most 
this is more knowledgeable because these were my peers. I knew <laughs> yeah. uh, they weren't they weren't that smart. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like Sally, you had a, a certain awareness of really your self confidence and your self worth. Mm-hmm. And where did that start at? Is that something maybe your parents instilled in you or how did that how did that cultivate? Um, it was just always there. It was just always there. I don't know if, if my parents instilled it in me and they, and I believe they had a good part in, in, uh, in my positivity mm-hmm. as a human being. I had six brothers. Um, and you know, when you have six brothers, you're picked on a lot. So I, I developed a, a resiliency mm-hmm. in, in dealing with that. I, I didn't have a fear of men like some women. Uh, do I didn't feel like I was less than because uh, I had a room full of men. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, oh, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for me. Yeah. I'm walking in. Yeah. So and and they could see the self assurance that I had and uh, and you know if God is for me, who can be against me? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that carried me throughout my life. That's that's awesome because I think, especially for the younger generation, you know, you speak about self confidence and self worth, and I think that's something that's missing in a lot of individuals. And mm-hmm. if, if we go further, not only the younger generation, but possibly younger female, because you know, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, there could be fear of men in general, or just feeling like you're not on that same level or playing field as that room full of white men. Mm-hmm. So if you were maybe speaking to a female that may be feeling like that or maybe in a position where she feels like that every day mm-hmm. and she doesn't have that confidence and that self-worth of herself that you had. You know, if you were speaking with her, you know, what what are some things that maybe you would impart on her to help her build that up and, and get to that level as well? Well, um, I think there has to be a clear recognition that these are just human beings. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses and you know you do the best you can with what you have Uh, you educate yourself you um and and for me specifically because of my faith i believe the word Mm. and the word says god is always with me Mm. the word says that if God is for me, who can be against me? The word says I'm the head and not the tail. And I believe that. And I, if you believe it, you got to walk in it. And so I walked in it and continue to walk in it. And, um, you, you know, some people may say there's a, there's a bit of arrogance or however you want to describe it. Um, there is no fear. Um, no fear. There is no uh, uh, insecurity. Uh, I I I watch people play games with the minds of other people because they would feed off of that insecurity and cause people to succumb to their tactics uh, because they knew the person was insecure mm-hmm. and. You know, with God guiding me, I was able to recognize that that's a a game that some people play, especially 
white men mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in the workplace, and I called the guy out on it on one occasion when mm-hmm. he attempted that with me, and I looked him square in the face and I said, that doesn't work with me. Mm-hmm. And his response was, so you're not insecure? <laughs> yes, so he told me what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm not insecure because Christ is in me. Mm-hmm. And he has no insecurity. Mm-hmm. So I never had to worry with that mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, in whatever organization I became a part of, there were many instances when you know, I obviously wasn't the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. but I was smart in my field of expertise, gotcha. uh, mm-hmm. just like that person was smart in their field of expertise. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you just have to have the confidence that, okay, I've gone through all these processes, I've taken all these tests, I've gotten all this education, and I'm going to shrink back. When someone makes a statement that uh, challenges you, maybe right. challenges you, or, or it may even belittle you, but rise up, yeah, amen. <laughs> rise <laughs> up, <laughs> and that that's that's good you say that because, like I said, I think that's a missing component in a lot of a lot of younger individuals, not only in the workforce but as well as on the other side in regards to building businesses. Now, if that is an issue with you. One thing I've seen is that, especially maybe in corporate America, sometimes if you don't feel confident about yourself, when things happen that you don't plan, say mistakes happen, or things don't go well, I've seen like where a lot of people, they may cover that up. They don't want to expose that, right? Because then it comes to them being called out, right? So for you, when a mistake happens, possibly even a detriment, because everybody at some point in your career, make a mistake how did you handle that and ultimately overcome that mistake as opposed to being maybe a person that covers things up and hides it and hopes mm-hmm. you know it's not as big as you think it is you know do you, do you don't don't ever cover anything up mm-hmm. in the workplace always fess up always come forward be the one to let your superior know that you made a mistake before they find out. Before they find out. That's if you key. know you made a mistake, go and tell them that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake on this. I I did this. Whatever it may be. Let them know that you know you made a mistake and try to secure their assistance in rectifying the mistake before it gets too bad. Yeah. That's where we that's where a lot of people mess up. You cover it up. Get so big you can't rectify it. That's a big mistake. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that. That would be my recommendation. Don't try to cover anything up. Mm-hmm. I don't care how big or small the mistake is. If it's going to have an impact on on uh, the organization or the lives of other people, you better go and tell them your superiors that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And before it gets too bad, maybe there's something that we can do as a team to fix it so that it doesn't affect these people and then you know if it if it can't be rectified that way how do we fix it so that it doesn't have a detrimental effect on these 
people. You know, as I said, I was in human resources. So uh, a mistake could have an effect on people's compensation or their payments or whatever it may be. So you got to make it right. Just make it right. Make it right. From the jump, at the the start. That's right. Absolutely. Now, also as a person that's, that's been in human resources, I know there was a lot of times you had to make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may have had to let people go or you know, just dealing with individuals. When you were put in those situations where you did have to make a, a tough decision, whether it's affecting you or someone else, what was kind of your thought process that allowed you to, to understand that this has to be done, number one, but also gave you the, the courage, I guess, to push through and actually execute mm-hmm. Always treat people with respect and dignity. Never, never let people walk away feeling like they've been disrespected in that process. Even in a termination, and I had to do multiple terminations throughout my career, but I always treated people with respect. You know, um, and sometimes in a situation like that, people want to blame someone else because they're getting terminated. And I would, I would explain to them that we didn't just reach this conclusion on a whim. We went through a process that where you were communicated, it was communicated to you that your work is not up to par. Or whatever the situation may be, you know, we communicated this to you, and or if it was a uh, something specifically that they did, uh, your supervisor is not terminating you. You terminated yourself mm. by performing mm-hmm. this action mm. because that's a terminable offense, and you did it. Yeah. So. Because you did it, you terminated yourself. And we are ensuring that that specific uh, termination is carried out. So you can't blame anybody else. You have to look at yourself. And like I said, always do it with, with, with respect and dignity so that people don't come back and say, uh, uh, uh. You know, I'm going to shoot everybody in here. Um, and whenever I, if I had to lay people off, there was always uh, some type of compensation associated with that type of termination so that they knew, well, if I, I'm not going to get this money if, if I don't leave here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the incentive. Yeah. 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 Go quietly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's good. You know, you're able to, to understand, and, and like you said, a key thing is treat everybody with respect. That's right. And that, that goes a long way in regards to that. What is failure? What is failure? Giving up. Giving up. Quitting. Not stopping. Uh, whatever your job is or your task at hand, just saying, I can't do it. And... Um, and saying that before you even try, mm-hmm. that's failure. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of abilities and skills placed in each one of us 
And we may not even recognize that we have the capability to perform some of those uh, uh, skills or, or jobs until we try to do it. And so many people are so intimidated initially that they don't even try. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think that's failure. Now, for you, have you ever in a moment felt like a failure in your career? And if so, what happened next in your mind? I The only time I would say I felt like a failure was when it was on a personal level. Mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with my career. It was when my first marriage failed. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I gave uh, 200% to that. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't work out. And I, I had to come to the conclusion that I can't make it work by myself. Mm-hmm. And that was the situation. So whenever you have, you are working with a partner or a team, you can't do everybody's job. There's on, you can only do your job. And if that other partner is not doing their job, you can't make that partnership work. If your other team members aren't doing their job, you can't do everybody's job. You have specific uh, job responsibilities that you have to do. And once you do that, you know you've done all you can. Mm. And once you know you've done all you can and it still didn't work out, then it's, it's, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, like, how do you pick yourself up in that moment? Because I feel like there's moments when people feel like a failure and they allow themselves to sit in that. That's why I ask what happens next or what happened next, because I think it's key to where if you do feel like you're in that space, not sit there. Because well, you can. You can this, my philosophy is, is you get two or three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You take your two or three days. Mm-hmm. Three days being the max. Mm-hmm. And then you get up. And then you go and do whatever you got to do. Because so many people never get back up. Well, that's that. That's the problem. Yeah. 20 years later, they're talking about what yeah, happened. Yeah, well, you can't never move forward if you sit. Exactly. And like I said, you need your time, but you got to limit your time. You need, you know, two or three days is all you get. And I, I, I share that with you guys growing up. You take your two or three days, but that's all you get. You don't get a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't get a week. <laughs> the world keeps moving. You, you, you feel sorry for yourself, and then you end that pity party. Mm-hmm. And you quit feeling sorry for yourself. And not only do you not have pity parties, don't go to pity parties. Mm, that's key. Don't go to pity parties because it's, it's, it's not edifying. Mm. It doesn't encourage anybody. You know, you got to believe in yourself. Mm. And Absolutely. sometimes when nobody else believes in you, that's fine. That's fine. If you're looking to God, God always believes in you. And you got to maintain your partnership with him so that he says you've done all and having done all that you can do just stand 
And if you just stand, he don't say just sit. <laughs> he says just stand. Stand. Mm-hmm. And you stand. Mm-hmm. And he's going to work out whatever needs to be done next. Mm-hmm. So explain to me your thought process when you when you did when you felt like a failure on a personal level, right? And I know that was a hard decision to to make that that move. What was going on in your mind? And that like, how did you come to the the realization? Okay, this is no longer going to happen anymore because I feel like we keep telling ourselves, keep going, keep doing this, try harder. Maybe soon this person will turn around. How do you get to that point to where you say enough is enough? Because mm-hmm. I think we're not only in, in personal, but also in business, a lot of us stay places where we shouldn't be. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it can hurt. So how do you? Oh, yeah. There There's a comfort level in not changing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're comfortable. It, it, even though you're not happy, mm-hmm. you're comfortable. And complacency. And you have to sit down and ask yourself, what benefit am I getting out of this? And, you know, in most, if it's a work situation, there's some benefits. I mean, you're getting a check, you're getting uh, maybe some benefits. But if it's a relationship and you can't mark off anything, it's time to go. Mm. You got to be honest with yourself. And you got to be honest with yourself. And, and obviously, you have to pray. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's a toxic situation for the whole family, um, and, you know, it actually, the Lord spoke to me and said, do this, do that. You know, mm-hmm. and if you're talking to God, he's going to lead you. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. As hard as it may be, he, he, you still got to put one foot in front of the other. 100%. What is happening? What is happening? Um, happiness, I, I think joy and happiness uh, go hand in hand. Uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So you can have the joy of the Lord, which which gives you the strength that you need. Um, and and you know, you you have to make a decision that you're going to be happy. It just doesn't fall on your head. You have to make a decision. And a lot of positive things in your life. You have to make a decision. I, I choose to be happy. So you're saying, regardless of where you're at, you can always find happiness. You can always find happiness. You got to make a decision about how you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You're going to be down and out and, mm-hmm. and uh, feeling sorry for yourself and all that every day. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be happy. Choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. You choose. That's deep that you say that. We have to remember it's a choice. It's a choice. You can have not a penny in your pocket. You can you can not have nothing going on positive in your life mm-hmm. and still be happy. Mm-hmm. 
Remember that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. Man was going to work every day. Nobody knew he was home. Yeah. Be happy. Don't worry. Be <laughs> happy. Amen. I'm going to ask you to compare or define two different words and how they relate. What's the difference between faith and manifestation? Faith and manifestation is different. Uh, I'm not sure what the difference is. Manifestation is is the 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 um is is more the the viewing or the visualization or the like you can see it. Mm-hmm. You can see the result of your faith, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you have faith to believe for something, and then when the when the manifestation comes, you can actually see the result mm-hmm. of you having stood in faith and walked in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would look at all the years of my career, I had faith in God that he was going to supply all my needs. Mm-hmm. And he always did, but at, at a point in my life, uh, you know, it was more than all my needs mm-hmm. that he began to supply. Mm-hmm. And so that's the manifestation of my faith in God. Yeah. Uh, when everything works out. Yeah. That's manifestation. Yeah, I, I always look at it like you heard the phrase phrase faith without works is it. Mm-hmm. So I think the faith, like you said, it is the belief something is for you or something's gonna happen. Um but then the manifestation is the work. Because you can sit and say, I believe that, you know, something I'm gonna I believe that I'm gonna end up outside across the street. I have faith in that. Now you can sit here and you can just say, I have faith and hope that I guess that you're teleported over there across the street. Or you can say, I believe I'm going to go out there and be across the street. And then you actually get up, physically walk mm-hmm. outside. And that's that's the work. Like If you believe you're going to achieve a certain level of success, don't just sit there and pray about it and not do anything. Mm-hmm. And expect it to come to you or appear. You got to put in the work. And that's the manifestation because the harder you work, the more it becomes a reality. Well, I I, I wouldn't say it exactly that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, if you have faith for something, you got to ensure that what you're believing for is aligned mm-hmm. with what God's will is mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if it's his will, that everything that you do is working for that, but the manifestation of it may not be for years down the road. You know, mm-hmm. you look you look at Noah, for example, because you mentioned him mm-hmm. to me. Uh, Noah had faith enough to start building that ark, but Noah worked on that ark for many, many years. He worked, yeah, but it wasn't until he finished the ark and went out and got all those animals and put them on the ark that God shut the doors and the rain started to fall until the manifestation of the flood actually occurred. 
So all that work for all those years, it was work, but it wasn't a manifestation. Because it still had the rain. Right. Right. Now, we talked about failure. We talked about success, faith, and manifestation. Now, for our community, specifically the black community, as someone who's seen a lot, like say you're born in Alabama, or you've seen a lot in your life, if you could say one thing that you see that is a hindrance, more so an internal hindrance of our community, you know, let's throw out the white man or whoever else you think may be against you. What are some things that you see or have seen that we should focus on? Maybe one key thing as a community or a race to help us get further. Quit focusing on the fact that you're black. Mm. Mm. You don't Speak have to on focus that, yeah. on that. Yeah. You know you're black and everybody that see you know you're black. Okay? Mm. So don't focus on that, that I'm the black man. You think I walk in that room every day focusing on I'm the black woman in here? No. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm the vice president of human resources. Mm -hmm. And I'm just as smart as everybody else. When I walk into, some people say, oh, look how the people looking at, looking at us. They're looking at us because we're black. Well, that's not what I think. I, I think they're looking at me because I look good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know. I'm not it's a different focused. perspective. Yeah. I'm not focused on the on my skin color, and that's, I don't care what other people are focused on. Mm. So it sounds like that's focusing on your skin color. Could that be a victim mentality? Yeah, yeah. Mm. My father is God. Okay, mm. God, the Lord God Almighty. Mm. Why do I need to focus on anything else? If God is my father. I can do all things. Christ is straight to me. I'm the head, not the tail. Mm. I'm walking up in there, wherever I'm walking to, with my head held high. And I ain't the the fact that I'm black is the last thing on my mind. Mm. I'm qualified for every job, mm. uh, and, and and that is kind of the mentality I would say that I had early in my career. I would look at okay, what. What are the qualifications for this job? Uh, okay, I'm going to get all of them. Mm. I'm going to get all these certifications. Mm. I'm going to pass these tests. I'm going to get this education. So if I don't get the job, they're going to have to explain to me why. I didn't get it. it. And it's not going to be, you don't have this, this, and this. Because yeah. I'm going to have that. I'm going to tell you to your face. The real. Yeah. 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 So, I think our young people focus too much on I'm black and they, they didn't like me because I was black. Or they treated me, treated me different because I was black. Sometimes you just have a bad attitude. Mm. Mm. I have hired black people, and guess what? I have had to fire black people because they had a bad attitude. Mm. They didn't have a good work ethic. Mm. They were late for work every day. They did not complete assignments. They were mm. bad employees. Maybe that's why. <laughs> you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Quit yeah. focusing on the fact that you're black. It's like you use it just like I told you about that guy that picked up on that person's insecurity 
They pick people can pick up on that that you got a chip on your shoulder mm -hmm. because of your skin color. You more focused on your skin color than they are. Mm -hmm. Just go in there and do your job. Just go in there uh, with a spirit of excellence mm -hmm. about whatever you're doing. Just go in there knowing that whatever I put my hands to will prosper mm -hmm. as my soul prospers. Treat other people with respect and with dignity and you will, it, and they will reciprocate. And when that doesn't occur, all you got to do is say, hey, man, I do the best I can to treat you with respect and dignity. And I would appreciate if you would do the same for me. Are we good on that? Yeah. All right, let's get this going. So, and don't be afraid to say what you think. Um, and they're waiting for you to do that. And, and, and don't. You have each person has uh, a, a, a degree of intelligence that others are, are trying to uh, understand or maybe even tap into. If you have a, a thought about something, just say what you think. Sometimes the smallest comment can change the whole organization and change the whole direction that other people are going in. Mm -hmm. And and you don't have to be, you know, adamant or uh, arrogant or aggressive. A lot of times you can just ask the question, well, why, why would you do that? Simple question like a that. simple question. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand why you did that. Can you enlighten me? You know, just ask the question. Question. The question. Sometimes when you ask a simple question and the people have to explain it, they they get to thinking about it and uh, and they it, it doesn't make any sense to them. Yeah, that's true. You start speaking it out loud. Like, yeah, yeah. doesn't make any sense to them. Mm -hmm. So they backtrack and they they. And and I have done that, and I have seen it change the direction that the organization was going in because I asked a simple question. And before you go into any type of decision making meeting or or discussion, and even in the midst of it, you can pray, Lord, give me the right words to say. Give me the wisdom and the discernment that I need to make the right decision. In the right choice. We as human beings don't always know what what to do, but mm -hmm. God always knows. Mm -hmm. And I, I I would say I, I don't know God what to do, but I know you know, so please tell me. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want to make a mistake. Absolutely. Now, since uh you are an HR, I'm gonna ask this for individuals that are Either a part of a team or possibly trying to build it. What are things that you've seen that make individuals the team members in organization? Recognizing that you don't know everything, and even what you do know may not be the right thing for that team. 
share your insight, but listen to other people's insight. Um, listening is the downfall. Not listening is the downfall of many leaders. They don't listen to other people's perspective. Don't always just make a decision for the team. Discuss it with the team. And leave your bad attitude outside of the room. Leave your biases outside of the room and and just talk through um, the things that need to be talked through so you can understand better so that the right decision can be made. And just make a decision that you, you're going to have to work with these people. And so you, you, you can't go in there with a chip on your shoulder. I, I used to have a, a, a supervisor and I thought she didn't like me. And I told her, I said, you don't like me. It comes across very clearly that you don't like me, but I'm not going anywhere. And obviously you're not going anywhere. So we're going to have to work together. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get started on that right now. Mm. And we became the best teammate because she depended on me and I knew she had my back because she shared her knowledge with me. I shared my knowledge with her and we became a team. So just, you know, sharing how you feel, but knowing that it doesn't make any difference how I feel, we still got to work together. So let's, let's work together. Like we got to get rid of the me, me, me mentality. That's or, right. I'm do it alone. I'm a hoarder. Keep it away from everybody. No, sharing. And, you ain't benefiting nobody by doing that. Yep. Yep. Just yep. let go and go in there and do the best you can every day. Absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. I know I've gotten a lot of wisdom from this. Sure our listeners will too. And uh, before we close, I have two last questions. The first one is what are your core value of life? Um, you know, I, I know people, you know, they have, maybe have different things that they write down. These are my core values, uh, whatever. You know, my core values is, is love the Lord God Almighty with all your heart. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Those are, those are the two commandments he gives us. Just love God and love others. And if you love God, you will try to please him. And if you're trying to please him, you're going to love others because that's what he told you to do. And so he, if you're trying to please others, you're going to, you know, have some empathy for them. You're going to treat them with respect. You're going to do nice things for them from time to time. And you're going to get along with them. And you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision that this is what I'm going to do. I'm not coming in here biting people's head off every day. I'm not coming in here with my mouth stuck out or uh, my shirt on backwards or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm just going to come in and say good morning. 
and, and sit down and do your job. You're there to do a job in, in, in a, a work situation. You're not there to be friends with everybody. Uh, you're there to be a teammate with everybody. But go and do your job. Work as unto the Lord because he gave you that job. He put you there in the first place. Work like you're working for God. Not that man over there that you don't like. But don't treat you right. Even if they do feel a certain way about you, if you work with a spirit of excellence, uh, they're going to like that. <laughs> and last thing, if you could sum up your life or who you are as a person in a mantra or phrase or quote, what would that be? I don't know, because I got too much more living to do. Mm. So I can't sum up my life yet. Yet I lived a good life. I've lived a positive life. I've traveled the world. I've seen uh, a lot of different things, a lot of different perspectives. Um, I'm open to different perspectives. And I've learned so much about just being myself. Just be yourself. Be yourself. That's it. That's your and uh, love God, obey God, and be yourself. And He will open doors for you. He will give you favor. He will cause your enemies to be your footstool. He will do all the things He says He will do in His Word. Even yourself, you guys heard it. But once again, greatly appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate this conversation. And great day. You're quite welcome.